Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for smart, successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, a love and life coach. And today I'll be joined by a guest to give you an inside look at the work I do with my clients. This is your opportunity to learn through someone else's experience. They may even ask a question you have or one you haven't even thought of yet. So keep an open mind, open heart, and let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to episode number 309 of the Love Life Connection podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm super excited to be back in your earbuds again this week. And hey, listen, whether this is your first episode or you've listened to a bazillion episodes of mine, I would be so appreciative if you left a quick rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to this show. Um, If you're on Apple Podcasts, all you have to do where you see like the episode info is just keep scrolling down and then you'll see some stars. You can tap the stars. And then if you have a few extra seconds, you can leave a quick review. And if you listen on Spotify at the top of the episode list there should be some little button that says like leave a rating or review or something like that. You do have to listen to a couple episodes on Spotify itself to actually leave a review. So if you listen there, I'd be so appreciative of some reviews. I don't think I have any or very many there. And listen, I I feel a little bit like an asshat all the time asking for ratings or reviews, but they really do matter. They're really important because there's algorithms and I know no one really knows what the algorithms are, how they work. However, we do know that, you know, if people are listening to the show and downloading and sharing it and also leaving reviews that tells the algorithm gods and goddesses that people like this show and, you know, bump it up in search results and that kind of stuff. So it really helps. I really appreciate it. And it just takes a few seconds of your time. All right, let's get into today's episode, which I'm also really excited about. So my client reached out to me I don't know, probably about a month ago or so. And she, well, we were, she was a previous client. We probably worked together 2020 or so. I think it was around the time I had my baby. Anyways, so we worked together and then she emailed me and said, hey, I've gotten into tarot and I pulled this spread around my love life. Um, What do you think? And also, would this be a good episode for the podcast? And I said, yes, I would love to have you on the podcast to talk about this. And by the way, if you do want to come into my podcast, if you have a question or something you want to run by me, or you're like, ah, I don't know what to do in my love life anymore, I would love to have you on the show. Just head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast, scroll to the bottom of the page. 
there, there's a link, click the link, and then that'll take you to a Google form, fill out the Google form, and then my assistant Jess will be in touch with you to schedule your session with me. Anyways, uh, so back to my client, Sierra. So she had this tarot spread and she was like, what do you think? And I was like, let's come onto the show. Let's do this. And here's the thing. I talk a lot in the episode about my opinions about tarot and other spiritual tools like Oracle decks and astrology and energy work and all that kind of stuff. But I just want to say here up top, if you want to use these tools, if you like them, they resonate with you, they speak to you, they help you to connect with you more, then great. I don't think there's anything wrong with it as long as it feels good for you. I think these tools can begin to be detrimental when we put too much Um, when basically we outsource our intuition to the tools. So for example, back in 20, was it 18 or 19 or so, I probably took a good six to eight months off from astrology. And that is because I'd gotten really into it. I really loved it. However, I found myself having a really hard time making any kind of decision without, you know, looking at what the astrology would say or was saying. And that's not great. (laughs) You know what I mean? When I first got my astrology chart read for the first time, it helped me understand so much about myself. It put some words behind some things I already knew so I could conceptualize and understand it a lot better. Um, But it gotten to a point now where I was outsourcing my intuition to it. And so I just need to take a step back from it, right? So if you feel like you're having a hard time making a decision or really diving into the deeper work because you'd rather just go check your astrology chart or see what your energy person says, or pull a card and see what the card says, then that's really outsourcing your your intuition, your trust, all that kind of stuff to something else. And of course, we don't want to do that with someone else, right? Like being reliant on someone else's opinion before we do something or don't do something. And the same is true with inanimate objects or, you know, ideas, big things like astrology, different modes of spirituality, things like that. You know, and I know not everyone listening to this podcast is really into what I'll just call the woo and some of you might be. So whether or not you are, I think this will be a good episode for you to listen to because if you are interested in it, I think it'll help you to approach it from a healthy place and keep a healthy relationship with it. And if you're newer to the woo tools or they seem like a little weird to you or you're like, I don't know about that, then this would be a great episode to where maybe you can find something that works for you and just like dip a toe in, right? Like you don't have to go to go all in. So here are some questions for you to keep in mind as you listen to my episode with Sierra. So number one, are you interested in working with some more spiritual tools, but feel overwhelmed by where to start or what to do? Number two, do you think other people know better than you? Number three, does astrology or tarot or whatever make you feel scared or uncomfortable? And number four, Do you want to know how to use these tools in a responsible way? So if any of those questions resonate, I think you'll love this episode. And by the way, I don't talk about this in the episode itself, but I do think it is still applicable. If you grew up in a really religious home and you have trouble relating to, you know, your own spirituality because of you know, the some of the teachings that you had, or you want to embark on some of these more spiritual tools, but like you feel conflicted because of your religious upbringing, then I think even though I don't talk about that specifically, I still think that you'll be able to apply a lot of what I say in the episode to some of those questions. And I think you'll really love it. 
So without further ado, let's get to my call with Sierra. Hi, Sierra. Welcome to the show. What's your question for me? Uh, Hi, Veronica. Thanks for having me. So I've been getting into like tarot card readings for myself Mm -hmm. lately. Mm -hmm. And I did a spread a few days ago. And um, the cards that came up were really interesting. And I was just hoping to get like another opinion on like the spread, what my cards were um, with someone who's familiar with tarot cards and familiar with, you know, me. Okay. Um, Well, let me, let me just say a few things. Um, One, uh, sometimes people get tarot cards and Oracle cards confused. You're, you you are referring to tarot cards, right? Or do I have, yeah, I have the uh, Rider weight. Okay. 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 Great. And, and, just for everyone listening, there's Oracle decks, which are just like, they can be anything, right? Like I post a lot of stuff, you know, with my Oracle decks, tarot cards are like, they're basically like a card set. Like there's like the eight of whatever. I'm actually not a tarot expert, but, um, but like, yeah, there are set, you know, set cards and then people have their own interpretations, but anyways. Okay. Let me ask you this. What was the question you asked? So my question was, uh, what's like holding me back or standing in the way of finding my future husband? Okay. Um, so yeah, that was my question. And I actually did a three card spread. So I did like a past, present, future. Okay. Okay. And what answer? Well, okay. Tell me what cards or what answers you got from the cards you drew. So my past card was the Knight of Pentacles. Okay. The, the future wa- were the lovers. And then the present was, or the, sorry, the future was the King of Swords. Okay. Okay. And what stuck out for you or what was it like? What was your action? Like, was it like really resonant? Was it scary? Was it surprising? Something else? No, well, I, I got super excited. You know, I like my first reaction was like, oh, this is a really good like spread. But then, you know, like, I don't think that there's like necessarily anything such as like good and bad cards. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think it just like really helps you like guide you to a decision and having like just another opinion on a topic but I think it's hard to have like a truly unbiased opinion for myself (laughs) because, you know, I kind of think of it in the best case scenario. Yeah. So, um, but you know, like I I thought this was like a pretty good spread. Um, okay. So then what did that make, or what did you make that mean? Or like, how did you interpret that in terms of like, okay, what are my next steps or what do I need to do? You know, where'd you go from there? So, well, I felt like, you know, with this spread, you know, like I interpreted as like, okay, I'm ready to find my husband. (laughs) You know, like in the past, I feel like I've been trying to do a lot more like self-love and Mm -hmm. trying to really figure out the values and characteristics that I want in my husband or future partner. Mm -hmm. And then in like, now I'm ready. I've done like all the work. I feel like I love myself and I'm ready to like love somebody else and have 
them love me. I got a little stuck on the future though. And same thing with like even the present because, you know, the lovers is kind of like committed relationship or kind of what you want to see in a romantic question. But I didn't know if there were any other insights that you might have on it. I know we've done work too. So yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So let me just say a couple of things mm-hmm. and then let's see what resonates. So first of all, I am not a tarot expert, so I can't be like, Oh, this card means da, 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 da. right. Um, but here's what I do know about whatever more spiritual tool you want to use, whether it's tarot or Oracle cards or astrology or energy work or whatever, they are just tools right? Like that's exactly what they are. They're not the end all be all. They're not a silver bullet. They're not, you know, whatever, you know? And so I think sometimes when we use some of these tools, the, uh, what can happen is we outsource meaning like, Oh, what should I do? Or how should I feel about this or whatever? And so you draw a card or you look at your astrology chart or you talk to your energy person or whatever. And they're like, okay, cool. That sounds good. And then you do the thing or, or you take the action based on whatever. And what that does is it's just training you and teaching you to just outsource your intuition, outsource your, what steps, next steps you want to take and all of that kind of stuff. And so the thing is, is that all of these things, again, like they're tools, they're guides. And I think that whatever resonates is what you should take. And then whatever doesn't resonate or whatever feels confusing. I don't, at least in my opinion, I don't think you have to do anything with that Okay. because here's, here's the thing. Okay. So I'm often like clients will often tell me, be like, Oh my God, this is my dream last night. What do you think it means? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I am not a dream interpreter, but here's what I do know about dreams and dream interpretation is that they really mean what you want them to mean or what you make them mean. And I know that sounds like a cop-out answer, but it's really not. Cause think about it. Like, let's say I was like dreaming about socks. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I just, and that was the dream. And it's like, okay, that's weird. What does that mean? Well, so my husband and I have like this semi-funny, also semi-not funny thing about how we never picks up the socks. And there's just socks all over our damn house all the time. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And so maybe the dream has some sort of symbolism around the socks and some sort of conflict or whatever that we're having, right? And it's like, oh, maybe I should address this, right? Um, on the other hand, maybe someone else is having the dream about the socks and like their grandmother knitted them socks all the time or like taught them how to knit socks or whatever. And so that's like a whole other interpretation. So like, it really does mean what you make it mean and what resonates it's resonating for a reason. And so I'm not so sure, even if I was an expert on tarot, that it would matter my interpretation because I have my own set of experiences and biases and all of that stuff. And so I'm going to interpret it in my own way. And that may or may not be relevant or resonant to you. And so I think that you can use these tools in a super healthy way when it's like, okay, cool. What feels helpful? What feels resonant? What feels like, it's almost like when it's pulling at something that you already know. Right. To me, like that's when it's like, okay, I'm going to go in that direction. And you might draw these cards again, like in a month or tomorrow or in three months or six months or whatever. And they might mean a totally different thing, 
or they might mean like a, Hey, you've been ignoring me kind of thing. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's a, a good point, Veronica, just kind of, again, not taking one tool as like the end all be all. And, you know, I I think that's, again, having another opinion on just not getting so involved in just the question or the cards to say, oh, yeah, it's great. And then, you know, another day or another time, it's like, oh, well, I asked the same question and it's a different meaning or, you know. Yeah. One thing I like to do, because I know all those cards come with like little explainer books Mm -hmm. and then, you know, same with the Oracle decks. And I'm the type where I can draw a card and then like what it immediately like open the book and be like, all right, what does it say? What does it mean? Yeah. <laughs> and I totally get that. And there's nothing wrong with looking up the interpretation or the author's interpretation. Right. Um, but I think it's also really helpful just to look at the card and what are the symbols in the card? Like, what is it depicting? What colors? And just mm-hmm. notice how the card makes you feel. Yeah. And you know, I use my animal spirit deck a lot. It's not a tarot deck. She has a tarot deck, the person who made that deck now. And sometimes I just think of like, okay, what kind of energy does the, um, this animal have in nature? And is that, is there something there that is a good lesson for me? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. And then, you know, just take the, the one little thing from there. Do you feel like there's something preventing you from trusting yourself to make that interpretation of whatever the card's meaning or what the next step is that you should take? Well, I think the only thing that would be holding me back is just like, I don't know if I should say like my knowledge of the cards, but you know, I'm definitely a major novice and I know a lot of people Mm -hmm. have been doing this a longer time. Um, So I think just having a little bit more of an understanding of the cards, but then I did like your point too, where you said like, well, it's kind of like your personal feeling of what the cards mean to you and like the emotions that come up. So, right. So this really just goes back down to self-trust, right? It's like you pick a card or you look at the astrology or whatever it is that you're doing that we might call quote unquote more woo. And and I do think that when you're entering into the spiritual world, and I'm speaking from my own experience, it can be kind of intimidating because like you can see people on Instagram talking about like Mercury squaring something, or they have like this whole like deck and like this whole spread of cards and they've got like this smoke going and the incense and the flower. And you're like, oh my God, what are they doing? Like, I don't know anything about that. And it can just feel like, yeah, it can feel really intimidating. It's just like entering any new environment. You know, a lot of those things are just like Instagramified up <laughs> to make it look cool. Like just Pretty to be totally that. honest, yeah. I am waiting for the day where my spread and like my like little altar area looks like all, you know, everything on Instagram. It's, it's not, it's not like that now, but it's fine. Like it doesn't make me like anything less than anyone else. So let's do this. Okay. Go ahead and close your eyes for me. And um, I want you to bring yourself into the energy of the question that you asked the tarot deck. And you can do one of two things. You can either recall the cards that you drew or you can just ask your higher self, your future self, your ancestors, 
whoever or whatever resonates, doesn't matter. That same question. So either one is fine. We can also do both and see how they differ or similar in terms of the answers. So you have these questions, you have this question that you're either referring back to the tarot deck or you're asking some higher self being. And what I want you to do is just when you start getting either some sort of feeling or answer, just, you know, just talk out loud. Let me know. We'll go from there. I just like got a real like calming feeling more, you know, like when I was asking the question or a few minutes ago, I got like not anxiety, but like my heart was beating faster and just all over the place. But now like asking the question again, I'm like more in the moment and more Mm -hmm. like trusting of myself. Yeah. Yeah. So then in that space that you're in now, what's the next step or what's the next? And again, a step can be like a teeny tiny little baby step. I think the next step is still like having more confidence in me and working on my self-love and being like more in the moment rather than, you know, like always being so stressed out about the future or like when something's going to happen, like where that person is. Okay. Okay. Like trust like the universe and myself a little bit more. Okay, great. I love that. Okay. So go to open your eyes. So it seems like, did you just out of curiosity, did you revisit the tarot deck or did you ask like future self, higher self? I kind of just asked higher being universe. Cool. Cool. And so to be clear, then your message that you received was be present and trust. Yeah. Okay, great. So those things are things that sound great, but I also want to like put into practice. What does it actually mean? So a couple things, one, when are times you notice that your mind begins to future trip? A lot of the time it's like when I'm at work or, you know, like around like big groups of people. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Okay. For like a lot of people of not necessarily couples either, but just, you know, big groups and everything's going and all around rather than, you know, taking a pause. Okay. So it sounds like when you have a lot of stimulation, whether you're at work or. Yeah. Okay. Is it the stimulation or is there something else about those experiences that cause you to future trip? 
I think it might be like the type of stimulation, like just the, I don't know if it's the people or, but high levels of stimulation or noise and being around a lot of people. Okay. Okay. And is that because you begin to feel like self-conscious? Like, do I belong here? Are people talking to me or do you think it's something else or you're not sure? I think it's a little bit more of like, yeah, I'm kind of self-analyzing or kind of the self-confidence of, you know, what do other people think of me? You know, like, are they judging me? Okay. 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 Great. So, um, I mean, a couple things, like you're definitely more introverted. Yeah. Correct. (laughs) So it's just, it's just important to like own that. And you're like, I'm just not going to do well in high, highly stimulated environments over a long period of time. I mean, obviously like we live in the real world. You can't necessarily avoid going to work. Sometimes you just have to be with a bunch of people because you're like at the grocery store or like, I don't know, whatever. So it's not about living under a rock. It's just becoming like aware Mm -hmm. and then, and then curious, but I'm kind of going off track here a little bit. The point is, is that you know, when you follow this, this process, it's like, okay, like what is the answer that I'm getting from whoever or whatever you're asking? Okay. It's that I'm not being present. Cause the answer is like, stay present, trust, all that kind of stuff. Okay, great. All right. When do I begin to lose trust or when do I begin to future trip? Right. And then you can look at those places in your life where you begin to future trip. And then from there, it's like, okay, well, there's a couple options, right? There's always, not always, but there's often going to be a tangible solution and an intangible solution. There's often going to be both. So the tangible solution is like, okay, I'm just going to limit my exposure to like highly stimulating environments. Like I'm just, my brain is just not wired for it. But right. again, can't avoid it, but you know, you're like, okay, I'm just going to avoid some of it or, or avoid what I can. Okay. And then there's going to be times where again, you can't avoid going to work, you know, got to go to work. You got to, you know, do things that humans need to do in our society. And so then you want to come up with some sort of plan as to what you're going to do when you begin to feel stimulated so that you can over time train your brain to do something that's more helpful rather than check out. Right. And so that can be taking breaths. That can be bringing your attention to your feet. That can be some affirmations or mantras that can be, um, you know, sometimes like you know, you might feel self-conscious if like everyone's talking to someone except you. Um, it can be, you know, finding someone that you know in the group if that's the situation you're in and starting a conversation with them so that, you know, you're you're connecting with someone, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And like you'll come up with this because you know what you need to do in these kinds of situations, both mm-hmm. inner wise and outer wise. But the point is, is that these cards or again, whatever tool you're using are just pointing you into the direction. They're just pointing you which down which path to take. And the path that it seems to be pointing you down is like, Hey, like you don't really trust yourself. Yeah. And you're looking for someone or something else to trust and, or you just check out and like start worrying about the future. Cause that just feels familiar and therefore comfortable. Right. Does that make sense of how this works? Totally. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Great. And then in terms of the inner work as well, there's always like, the long-term inner work, which is continuous, like inner child work, like, what is this? 
what are the beliefs that I'm making about myself or what are the beliefs I'm making about other people? And, you know, where is the fear of being judged? Obviously, like, I think that is part of the normal human experience, but if it's like so extreme that you just like check out or want to avoid, then I think it's worth looking at like, okay, is there like some deeper core wounding around this beyond just the normal experience of being a human and not wanting to be judged? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Okay. How is this feeling? Any questions, any further insights? It feels good. Again, you know, like I I think um, talking with you and then again, just like I have a more sense of like calmness in the moment again, rather than like doing the tarot cards or whatever and going towards the future. I think like looking at the future and like, you know, planning is good, of course, but, you know, also just like being in the moment and, you know, doing the self-work and the the self-trust has given me another, again, another set of tools to work with. Totally. Yeah. And it's just pointing you in a direction. It's not like telling you what to do. It's not your roadmap per se. It's just like, it's like the Cheshire cat's like, maybe go that way. <laughs> right. <laughs> See what's down that path. But I feel like there might be something useful down that path. Right. Um, and like, again, any of these spiritual tools can help you, whether it's an Oracle deck, you know, like astrology, the planets and the sun is like moving into the different houses and the houses represent different areas of life as they're on your chart. And so it's like, maybe go in that direction and see what's down there, but it's not like telling you what to do. It's not like telling you what your future is. I think if you relate to these kind of tools in that way, it can be very scary. (laughs) Right. And it's also okay to like, take a break from these things too. Like I took a break from astrology for Oh, I don't know, maybe like six months or so. Cause it just got to the point where I was just like, you know, planning everything and not making any decisions without like referring to like the planets and my chart. And I'm like, this is, yeah. this is not healthy. Not healthy. Like, I need to like stop. So right. I took a pretty long, I don't remember exactly when it was. I think it was when we were in California. It was probably a couple of years ago and it was probably a good six months or so. And um, I love astrology and I have my friend Veronica on the show all the time, but like, I just need a break. So anyways, All right. Well, I'm so glad this was helpful and hopefully you got some next steps and also just a way to relate to, you know, these tools as you choose to use them. Right. Thank you, Veronica. If you like what you hear in these kinds of episodes, imagine what we could do if it was just you and me working together over many months. Listen, I know what it's like to feel stuck and hopeless in your love life. I remember throwing everything in my love life in the hopes that something will stick and I'd finally catch a break. It wasn't until I stopped changing up my profile for the millionth time or telling myself that next time will be different from the millionth time that things actually start to shift for me. In order to find deep love, you've got to do the deep work. And through my own experience of crappy dating, helping hundreds of women before you and my expertise in inner child work, I can help you make the inner shifts you need to get the outer shifts you want. When you work with me, we dig into your past relationships, your childhood, and deep-rooted beliefs so we can unravel your relationship patterns and get you into the deep love you want to be in. It doesn't matter if you've done this kind of work for years and haven't figured it out yet, or you're newer in the personal growth space. What matters is that you're done with being where you are now and you're ready to invest time, money, and energy into dramatically up-leveling your love life. If that sounds like what you want, I invite you to set up an introductory coaching call with me so we can see if one-on-one coaching is right for you. I've got limited spots available, so please don't put this off if this is something that you want this year. 
head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching to schedule your call. That's veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. Talk soon. And in the meantime, let's get back to the episode. Thank you so much, Sierra, for coming onto the show and bringing this important topic to this podcast. I don't think I've had a show specifically on this before, so I'm really appreciative of your courage to bring it here. And again, if you want to be coached on the show, then head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast and scroll to the bottom, find the link. I've already explained how to do that in the intro, so hopefully you've got that. Listen, a lot of people feel like I'm not talking to them when I'm saying, hey, you want to come on the show? But I am talking to you. It's a really great experience. It's, you know, and I know it's only 20 to 30 minutes. I usually work with clients over many, many months. And so is your life and everything going to be solved after one session? Of course not. But a lot of times when we're stuck, we just think about all the things that we need to do. I need to do that. I need to do this. And like, oh, I can't stop attracting emotionally unavailable people. So we just get into this like analysis paralysis and you're stuck. And the thing about being stuck is it only takes one step to get unstuck. And so booking this call and having this conversation with me, again, will it solve all of your love life problems? No, of course not. But will it give you enough perspective and enough information? information you need both internally and externally to take one step. That's for sure. Yes. So again, veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. Okay. So I talked a lot in the episode with Sierra. I explained a lot of my perspective, my opinions, how I use it. So I'm not really going to go too much into that right now. I just want to quickly go through the process of how I might use a spiritual tool when I'm like, ah, I don't know what to do or when I'm feeling triggered. So first, I just find what's the question, right? Like when I have a lot of fear, when I have a lot of stress, when I have a lot of anxiety, there's usually some sort of question that I'm needing the answer to. And so I will just ask the question. And depending on what I feel like, depending on what kind of mood I'm in, depending on exactly what I'm working with, I might ask my ancestors, I might ask Mother Earth, I might ask God, I might ask a goddess, I might ask my cards, I might ask my future self. I might ask my higher, wiser self. Like there's all sorts of things you can ask. It can be whatever you want. And then you just listen for the answer. You can also journal this too. Like I told Sierra, you can either just ask it in a meditation and just, you know, feel what the answer is that comes up or you can journal it. And you can, what you can do if you really want to get into it is you can write the question with your right hand and then write the answer with your left hand. A lot of times the, the or sorry, I should really say dominant and non-dominant. I'm obviously a righty as I just outed myself, but your dominant and non-dominant hand, your non-dominant side will often, you know, be more associated with your intuitive self. And that's going to be this part of you that's more connected with any kind of spirituality. Uh, so you might get some answers that might surprise you. And you might also notice that the answers aren't like these long drawn out things, right? Like sometimes an answer I get is just Google it (laughs) or just let it go or just wait or trust or whatever. So it's not like these long complicated answers. So when you think about writing with your left hand, it's not like you're going to be writing pages and pages of the answer. So from the answer that you got, what is one small inner action you can take and what is one small outer action? you can take. And no action is too small. Really, the smallest, tiniest things, again, like I said, can be the one thing to start getting you unstuck. I think a lot of times, um, I'll just give you an example. You know, I've talked with a lot of clients who, you know, are working on a pattern or healing something or getting untethered from a toxic relationship, and they're worried about this happening again. And I'm like, listen, I understand that's a worry. I'm not saying that's like, 
wrong or bad or illogical that you're worried about that. But also that's like step 10 from here. You know, we're not there. We're like on step one, maybe step two, right? And so sometimes just that whole thing can be really, really paralyzing. So what is just one small interaction you can take and one small outer action you can take? Depending on the answer you get, like, you know, again, when I've gotten the guidance to Google it, well, okay, fine, I got an outer action, (laughs) go to my computer and Google it, right? And sometimes I get the interaction I can take like, okay, to trust to let go. And so then I might do a little prayer, or I might do a little ritual where I write down my fears and then burn it in fire or whatever, obviously safely. And then sometimes the outer action can just be so simple, it can be sending a quick text, it can be saying something to my husband, it can be putting my phone down and, you know, leaving it charged in its charging station and be downstairs the rest of the day. I mean, who knows, right? I mean, obviously, the possibilities for actions you can take are endless, because there can be so many questions you could be asking and then possible answers. So it's really hard for me to say what the what your small action inner and outer might be. But I really just can't emphasize how small it can be and still get huge, huge benefit from that. And really, this is the way that I work with my clients. I don't tell them what to do. I don't say text this, do that, break up with this person. Oh, this person seems great. Because just like these spiritual tools, it serves no purpose for me to coach my clients in that way. Instead, I help them discover their answers on their own. So if they are operating with a blind spot or operating as if something were true when it's not really true. Of course, like it's my job to show that to them and ask them questions about it and get to their own truth. But it's not helpful for me to be like, oh, do this, do that, because then that just creates me as the crutch. I don't want to be a crutch to my clients. I also don't want astrology or energy work or tarot or oracle cards or anything. I want that all that stuff to come from within. I often use the analogy of so I have um I have an Apple Watch and it's tethered to my phone obviously and I can never find my phone. I always forget where I put it. And so if my phone is like under a bunch of couch cushions or blankets or whatever, I can hear it ding, but it's really hard to tell where it's coming from, right? And so I'm like getting pissed. I'm like, oh my God, where's my freaking phone, right? And I have to start lifting up pillows and blankets and clothes and whatever so I can finally find my phone. And then I lift up the right pillow or the right blanket and it's like clear as day and I know exactly where it's coming from and I can easily find it. This is the analogy that I give for your intuition. Your intuition, your truth, what is best for you, all that kind of stuff, it's already there inside of you. There just might be muck covering up, right? Other people's expectations, our inner child wounding, our traumas, all that kind of stuff that is just making it harder to not just hear our intuition, but then trust it, right? So I see my job with my clients is to help them you know, clear all of that crap, clear all of that clutter so that they can source their truth their next action, whether it's inner or outer action from within. So if that sounds like the kind of work that you want to do, and you want to do that with me, then I would love to connect. All you have to do is head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. And this begins the conversation of us working together one-on-one. Now the way with my one-on-one clients is I take on two or three clients a month, just kind of depending on what's going on else in my business, how many clients I have at the moment, also personal life stuff. So we're in the beginning of May. So I can't say for sure how many spots I have left this month. But 
maybe one or two or so. I mean, again, just totally depends. I'm recording this a couple weeks ahead of time. And then in June, I only have spot for one new client. So if you're interested in working together and really doing this work so that you can feel more embodied and aligned and trust yourself and kind of trust where you are and trust the process, so to speak. So again, if you are interested in working with me and doing this kind of deep work, I would love to connect. Again, that link is veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching, fill out that form that will forward you to my calendar. We will have an introductory call. That call is no obligation. It's just for us to get to know each other so you can make the best decision as to whether or not working together is the right fit for you. So again, veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. And next week, I'm super excited about the episode. I am talking about how to release control in dating. Uh, So control is not wanting to get rejected, wanting to know when you're going to hang out with someone again, kind of like that stress, that anxiety that you feel, especially in the early parts of dating. If that part drives you crazy or you hate it, you're really going to love next week's episode. So make sure you tune in. And with that said, I will see you then. If you've got it all but love, you're ready to uplevel your love life, and the work we did in this episode resonates, I want you to strongly consider working with me one-on-one. You'll never hear me say, you just got to get out there more, or you got to love yourself more. Working together is your opportunity for me to guide you in doing the deep work so you can transform your love life from the inside out. I actually don't care what app you're on or what your texting game is like or how many dates a month you go on. I care about doing the deep work so you can attract a deep love. I meet you right where you are, hold your hand and hold you accountable throughout the process. So if you're looping or feeling stuck in your patterns and can psychoanalyze yourself to death, I can get you to where you want to go. If you're serious about finding love in the next 12 months and are ready to invest time and money into yourself, I invite you to set up an introductory coaching call with me so we can explore if working together is the next right step for you. You can learn more and schedule your consult at veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. That's veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. Thank you so much for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. If you're looking for links or resources mentioned in the show, you can find them in the show notes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And if you love this episode, please subscribe and rate and review wherever you listen. It really helps me to grow the show. Thank you so much in advance. And I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of the Love Life Connection podcast. And until then, sending you lots of love. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.